brothers We're happy and we're singing and we're colored Give me a high five What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill? What's good, everybody? Good? Yes, sir, man. Another day, another dollar that we inside the Eyeball Radio Studios, a.k.a. All right, <laughs> understand that. But, man, check this out, B. We got a bonus episode for him, man. No the first bonus episode of 2023, man. Y'all know when we bring in bonus episodes, y'all know what that means. That means we got something to talk about. Yes, that means we couldn't even wait seven days to get back on the mic because we had something to talk about. Right now. Right now. We need to talk about it. It's pertinent. Yeah. Pertinent information. Hey, it's Jordan here. Don't tell her how many of these. Hey, don't tell her how many we go to these. Hey, listen. Hey, B, it's Jordan here this year. It's Kobe here next year. Well, we, we finna go burger. Ooh. We going burger. Yes, so yeah, man, in the Jordan year, man, this is our first bonus episode of the year, man. Like I say, y'all know we jumping on this mic early, man. So y'all know we got something to talk to y'all about. We got something to talk to y'all about, man. And it's something that me and B hit. I think it was Monday. Monday. It was Monday. The day that, uh, Today is Thursday. Yeah. Monday. It was Monday. And it, no, it was Tuesday. I, that's what I was just about to say. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Because it was the day after. Yeah, because we couldn't do it yesterday. Right. We were supposed to do it. Right. Tuesday. Right. And yeah. we're going to get into why we couldn't do it yesterday a little bit later. Exactly. But, but, bruh. Yeah. Tuesday, we sit in there and you send, I think I, we might have sent that mug to each other. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like, and we sit in there and it is from, listen, shout out to them boys, man. Uh, Quinn Richardson and um, Darius Miles, uh, Knucklehead Podcast. Knucklehead. Hey, listen, them boys been doing that. They were one of the originators of the podcast game coming, you know what I'm saying, in in, in this realm. Okay. Right? The, the, the Knuckleheads was before um, boy Matt Barnes, them was the name of theirs. All the smoke. It was before them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Knucklehead's been around before for a minute. Pivot. Yeah, before, before, before the pivot. Before I am athlete. All that. Yeah. All that. They, they superseded all that, right? So the thing about it is, they got your boy, J.J. Reddick. Yeah. And we all know J.J. Reddick was a 15-year uh, NBA veteran. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's All-American Player of the Year. Right. National Champion at Duke, All-American Player of the Year. Yeah. Went to the league, uh, had to figure it out, changed it, changed his style of play, his body and everything. That was the biggest thing, man, that he, he changed his style of play. Because in yep. high school and college, he was a straight-up scorer, He was a 30-ball. Yeah. He was a 30-ball, walking 30-ball. Yeah. But now – he had to change his role, yeah. right? So he went and did all that, right? Did all that. Did what he had to do to prolong his career for 15 years yeah. and make a whole bunch of money. A lot of it. whole bunch of money, right? So he just recently retired. Exactly. And he went on the um, Knucklehead podcast, and he talked about um, his off-season regimen, what he had to do to get himself prepared and to feel as if he stayed ready. So, man, let's, real quick, let's not talk about it. Let's play the clip for him. We're going we're gonna to play the clip for him. Let me get this played. You weren't even around me in the offseason. My offseasons were harder than the season, right. bro. That's a fact. And that's a big reason I retired because I couldn't do a fucking other offseason. Straight up. Like, my offseasons were six days a week, two or three workouts a day, Saturdays off, Sundays make 342 shots exactly every Sunday in the offseason for the last 13 years. Why 342? Mm-hmm. It's very simple, man. There's seven spots on the floor, 20 spot twos, 20 spot threes, three dribbles going right, three dribbles going left. That's plus 20 free throws, that's 342. This is that shit that happened to him when he was I was like this, dude. This is what happened. I started cold tubbing, and I'd be like, all right, they want me to cold tub for 12 minutes. So I'd cold tub for 12 minutes. And then 
I get the point by like, you know, if I start my timer a little too early, I'm not getting that full 12 minutes. I don't want to cheat myself. So I started cold tubbing for 12 minutes and 25 seconds just to give myself wiggle room, right? You know, then I'd, everything, my, my routine, like on a normal day of game, I knew exactly what I was gonna eat for breakfast. I knew exactly when I was gonna get to the gym. I knew exactly how many minutes I was gonna spend in the hot tub before I got on the training table. Then I got my work in the weight room for activation. Then I got my pre-shoot around shooting, then my post-shoot around shooting, then my cold tub. Knew exactly what I'm gonna eat for lunch. Then I knew exactly when I was gonna nap. I had my naps timed out, bro. By the end of my I career, like I if I said I need, to, I need to fall asleep at 1.05 to wake up at 3.30, I could do it like that. Your body just wake he's up. He's making yeah. me feel like I could have been better, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't have none no, of this The whole shit day, time. the I, whole I, day. I, I know I had out. a routine. Yeah. This yeah. is different. My off seasons, bro, they started the next Monday. Yeah. Lose on Saturday, I'm in the gym Monday. Like that, I, I, I loved the process. I loved everything that went into it. All right. Hmm. Let's talk about it, B. Man, we got to talk about it. Let's talk about it because that was an interesting take from J.J. Reddick. And like I say, he was one of the best shooters to ever play in the NBA, right? And he was a player that had one of the greatest careers from beginning to end. It's a storybook career. It's right. what every player playing in high school right now wishes to have J.J. Reddick's career, right? So let's talk about this, Jim, because we had extensive conversation about this exactly, right? And this is going to flow into what our um, episode is about today, okay? Right. And that is... It's going to be some whack trainer out there stealing money that's going to watch this little clip or go back and watch that episode of the Knuckleheads podcast, and they're going to take that and implement that into a workout that they give to clients that they work out currently that are in middle school and high school. Yes, sir. And maybe even younger. Right. They're going to try to implement some sort or some facet of this into their workouts that they're going to try to give to those kids. Now, before you go, I hear it in you. You want to go at it. But let me ask this question first, and, and, and let me set it up and tell them what the topic of today's show is. Are we burning out kids too fast? Are we giving them too much too early? Right? Because me and you always talk about you got kids out here, six, seven, eight years old, five years old, three years old, quote unquote, training, doing individual training. What's your thoughts? Man, <clears throat> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what's really going on with the game right now because that's why we talked about this so much because we talk about a player like J.J. Reddick who played – the highest level of college basketball, and then he went to the highest level of basketball in the world. Right. All right? And in order for him to keep that pace and play, he had to implement this. Mm -hmm. And like you said, guys are out here going to start implementing this with guys in the lower grades. Right. And it's only to sell packages right. and to get people in the gym. It's right. Because we're having conversations with eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds about what the pros do. Mm -hmm. Who cares what the pros do when I'm eight years old? Mm -hmm. 13 years old. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm almost lost for words right now because it's sickening. 
Right. If you ask me. Right. Right. And, and here's the thing about it, Chill. Um, J.J. Reddick was a 15-year NBA veteran, and he told you what he had to do to stay relevant at the highest level. The important part about that clip is what he said at the end. At the end. I retired because I could no longer go through another offseason. Yes. Like that. Yes. I ret- I quit. I quit basketball. Because I cannot do that any longer. And now we're sitting here talking about kids as young as three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old going through individual training three, four, five times a week. And J.J. Reddick was making millions of dollars to do this. Millions. He was making millions of dollars. So it was creating a lifestyle for him that many people in this world will never see. And I want I would love to have a conversation with JJ Reddick on this topic. Yeah. Because here's what I know. I, I got in my whole heart of hearts, I have a feeling that this is what he would say. He would tell you, he would tell you, I did none of this. When I was in high school. When I was growing up. When I was growing up, I did none of the things I did once I became a professional. I had to learn how to do these type of things. I had to have people show me how to do. I had to learn how to be a professional. When you're in elementary, middle, and high school, you're not a professional. Right. You're not training to be a professional. Right. So that the, the, we always say it's a thin line. This ain't no thin line. This is a big-ass marker. Right. This is a big line in between that people are crossing for no reason. Yeah. Dick, well, I take that back. There's a reason. The uh, the, the dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, it's monetary. It's all about their monetary gains and the reason they did that. So if we're sitting here talking about a 15-year veteran and we gave you his career on how it progressed from high school All-American all the way through, he told you what he t- what it took for him to stay relevant and to stay in the league. And he told you he could no longer endure that. So why are we placing that on young kids, knowing that we got a lot of young kids that we are burning out on the game because they're out here stealing money? Bro, it's the same thing that we said about AAU basketball in in episodes prior. Right. That guys are having injuries. Oh, come on. Because they're playing so much AAU basketball, (sighs) by the time they get to the college level and if they're fortunate enough to make it to the NBA – they're injured. Right. You know, they get a contract and they're injured. Right. So we, we just got to watch the, the overload of what we're doing and, and really have some integrity in the game. But, bro, when, when you look at social media and what's going on right now, it's overkill. Oh, my We God. talk about this right now. I, I, think, I think we just learn too much. People are going on every day and it's just constant information. Here, hit this. Do your dribble like this. Do your crossover like this. Shoot like this. Hold your follow through like this. Uh, do a backdoor like it's and it's it's crazy mm-hmm. how much information that we're getting from guys who probably played the game at a very 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 low level. And listen, I'm not even caring about them low level. I was hold your tongue, D. I'm not even caring about them low level trainers. Right. That that uh, we know they're irrelevant. Yeah. Right. We know y'all stealing money. Right. We know you selling packages. I get that. You're a salesman. You're door to door. You need uh, all it is in the 30s. You would have had a vacuum cleaner in your hand. That's yeah. the only difference, right. right? So my thing about it is I'm talking about how we're burning out these players yeah. and expecting them to go through regiments that are on the professional level, right? The thing about it is when you're learning the game of basketball, football, whatever sport it is, what is it that you want to do? What's the when, when somebody puts a ball in your hand, 
They tell you to go do what? Have fun. Thank you, Brian. That's first. That's first and foremost right. is go have fun. Right. They're right? taking all the fun out of it. They're taking all the fun out of the game. Now it's work. Yeah. You got to understand, what J.J. Reddick is explaining in this video clip, that was a job. But he's in the NBA. That's his job. That look, It's a job. Right. He has to wake up and do that every single day to keep his check. Right. When you're in high school, you're not getting the check. Right. You're not doing – have fun. Yeah. They're taking all the fun out of the game, and you see it with guys each and every night. Each and every night we walk in the gym, you see the frustration on guys' faces because they're in the gym doing one thing, and they get in the game, and it doesn't translate. Yep. Yep. And the frustration seeps out of their pores. Right. Because you in there doing the the coming off the pick and roll, and I'm going to hold you on my hip and push off, or I'm doing the inverted split into the drag dribble, into the hesitation, make sure your eyes go up. All this crap. You see them get in the game, and they can't implement it into a game system, and you see them look bad. Right. right. Each and every. B, we see this each and every night on the high school level. Right. Right. I, I think. I think. Kids just need to go back to, look, fire all your trainers. Fire. Everybody just fire all your trainers. Get with one of your buddies and tell them to come rebound for you. Period. That's it. Get maybe, you a rebounder. Maybe y'all play some 21 and. I don't even know what 21 is. Do some of the things that you do. But all this all this skill-specific work that's going on in here. And like I say, man, it's just it's just it's too much. It's too much, it's man. It's too much. And, and especially when you got a kid. And and it's crazy how all of these stories come out about how kids had to work who who maybe had some parents who were overbearing with the work. Right. But none of the stories are good stories. None. I hated basketball. I had to wake up in the morning. I did you're supposed to enjoy this process. Fine. You're supposed to enjoy this game. And I and and I think that clip particularly is really gonna just kill the game even more because somebody's gonna look. JJ Reddick made it. J.J. Reddick made a lot of money. So someone's going to take what you're saying about, hey, if this is what I got to endure to make a lot of money, I'm ready to endure that. But you're not even J.J.'s Reddick level prior to him getting to the level to where he had to do that. Preach. You feel what I'm saying? Preach. So when he became J.J. Reddick that we know, he didn't say any of this thing, these things that he was doing. None. He didn't say he was waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, shooting before class, in between class, after class. He didn't say that. Nope. He said when I got to the NBA, right. my off seasons were this way. I had to eat like this. I had to go to sleep like this. But like you said, it's going to be misconstrued, and somebody's going to tell a 15-year-old, 13, 13-year-old, hey, this is what you need to be doing if you're going to make it. And then guess what? Probably not going to make it. Not No. They're not going to make it. Right. And here's the thing. They're, gonna, they're not going to tell the kid that. They're going to tell the parent that. They're going to be like, look at what J.J. Reddick did. Right? We're going to implement some of these things, and he's going to be able. Because, like, all these bogus, thief-stealing, internet, Instagram trainers. And I hope y'all saw the clip I put up of the dude doing the spoof for the Instagram trainers uh, you, that you sent me. I put yeah. I posted that on my story, right? Yeah. Hopefully y'all saw that. If not, I'll go repost it. I don't care. But it's all these Instagram trainers. Telling you to do this like this and that like that and have your legs split like this and you and you talking you're mic'd up and you're talking loud and you and you got a saying that you say all the time that's supposed to be catchy and B. We're talking about remember the clip that we talked about in the dude pop 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 he said do this he did the drag behind the back and then he went and dunked the ball yeah. and then it turned around and everybody was six years old yeah yeah. 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so my point is, everybody's six years old. Everybody's six years old, and you're 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 doing a a, a hesitation between drag, the leg, between the drag, leg, drag, dribble, spin move, sp- dunk, spin move, baseline, bang out, and then everybody's six. But all that is choreographed. That's not basketball. It's not basketball, and that's where I was going with this. Everything is one, five, six, seven, eight, boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. <laughs> That's what everything is. Right. It is, hey, hesitate. Cross, between the legs, drag, up, down, shot. Right. Everything. Right. Everything is five, six, seven. So my thing is fire your trainers. Yeah, yeah. Go in the gym. Find a bunch of guys from the neighborhood. Go in the backyard of somebody's house and play basketball. Just play basketball, man. Just go play. Ba- learn from watching other guys play basketball. You made a point when we had this conversation yeah, earlier this week, yeah, yeah. that when we were coming up, specifically you, you knew where somebody was from by the way they dribbled. Yes. I didn't have to ask you, because DC guys, DC uh, everybody from D, they had the long crossover, long high, bounce that thing, that yep. thing come up by their head yep. and cross you over. Yep. New York. Right? New York. Had was, the low, quick. Had the low snatch, snatch, yep. snatch cross. Yep. You knew where people were from yeah. From how they played the game. Right. And now everybody plays the game the same. Nip, nip. Everybody does the James Harden scoop up. <sighs> everybody does the pound sidestep shot. Everybody does it. Everybody. Everybody plays the same. So you don't know where nobody from no more. Yeah. But th- that's the problem. But 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 as a whole, when you talk to basketball heads, everybody tells you that the game is what? Down. Yep. And the game is down. Because guys are spending countless hours in the gym working on things that's not helping them compete as players. Right. You're just learning how to choreograph dribble. Like, like you don't, you're not learning anything about help side defense. You're not learning anything about playing in a, in a team setting or, or uh, playing hard. In, just competing, period. <laughs> competing. Because a lot of times when you're in there, you're just working on offensive dribble moves. Listen, you can't compete against a cone. You can't compete on a gun. There's no competition that comes in that. You're not doing anything special by doing those things, right? So my thing is what we call skill work or skill-specific work, honestly, you're not very skilled. You're learning a skill, but you're not very skilled. You're not doing skills work. You think you are. But my thing is, when you go into a five-on-five setting, which basketball is, and you try to implement these skills that you're doing one-on-zero, they don't work. Right. The defense dictates how you play. Right. So my thing is, where is the creativity? This is what you say yeah, all bro, the time. Man. I'm, t- I'm stealing all your bars right now. <laughs> I'm stealing all your bars. Because you're like, where is the creativity in the game of basketball? Where is it, bro? Where what happened it? to it? There is none. Everybody's thinking about the Euro step. As soon as I defensive rebound and take off, I'm already telling myself, oh, when I get down here, I'm a Euro. Whatever way he go, I'm Euro another I'm way. I'm a Euro. Every single time. So, man, listen, bro. And here's the thing. You talk about this all the time, Chill, and I'm going to let you go on it. I'm going to ask you a question on it to make it a little bit easier. Do you think, do you think that if, and I know we can't go back here. I know we can't go backwards. Do you think if a lot of kids would do more playing and less training, we would have better basketball players? Of course we would. 
Because, I mean, we had this conversation all the time. I think the evolution of basketball has been good for basketball. And I think some of the bigs and some players, they do some things now that uniquely we could not do growing up. Right. But basketball as a whole, I feel, was better because we were created. Mm-hmm. Creative. You think about the clip they had of Kenny Anderson when he came out and played against Bobby Hurley and Dick Vitale went crazy. Oh, the Dipsy dude. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, that was all off the playground. Mm-hmm. Kenny Anderson didn't have a trainer. Nope. But you know what? It's, it's causing us because we're in this basketball lane. Man, we're – listen, we're slowly, 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 rapidly pushing ourselves away from the gym because because of this. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Even when when, when when the young fella comes home, we shoot shots and do it. Man, we're not in there going through dribble moves and doing all that. And we talk about this. Right. We talked about his process growing up. When he did that, it was basketball camp. Right. You had – 8, 9, 10, 15, 30, 50 kids in the gym. They're playing basketball. They're playing, what's the lane? What's the guy? Knockout. Knockout. Yeah. Gotcha. Five on five, three on three. Right. It was a lot of playing going on. You got, you got, you got relay races. Yes. So, bro, I mean. Fun. Fun. But you're waking the kid up at 630 in the morning. Hey, we got to go training before we go to class. And then you you go to JV practice and you probably <laughs> don't play. Because you're on a team with 20 people and you're a 7th grader and all 8th graders play. And then after that practice, you have training. Right. Right. Like, I want to get individual training for a kid that don't play. Yeah, bro. Because you think the individual training is going to help them get better so they can play. How is them getting better in the gym, one-on-zero, going to make them play more on a five-on-five team? And, bro, it, do- it doesn't take a lot to teach a kid how to shoot a left-hand, right-hand layup. Oh, no. Dribble left hand, right hand with your with the basketball. Oh, no. And that's basically what you need to be teaching when you got a young kid. Those. Right. I can't stand to see a two-year-old and your three-year-old and, hey, we're going between the legs behind the back and all oh. this, man. Like, like. like to see a, a five-year-old on the court with cones on the floor. Yeah. And you're going to dribble to that cone, to this cone. You're going to do between your legs. And then you see them, they t- hit the ball, and then they turn around, and they slap. I mean, literally slapping the ball. They're not dribbling, slapping the ball. But you in there teaching them to go behind their back between the legs and do a reverse layup. When you should just be teaching them how to dribble up to the goal and shoot a proper right-hand or left-hand layup. That is it. But here's the thing, babe. And you just named something that's progression. Yeah. You should you should be progressing to dribbling up to it. Right. You should just be standing right there. Right. You should have your whole first ten sessions in no dribbling, just about. Because even when you watch Pop Warner basketball, it's all traveling, double dribbling. Oh my God! It's, it's all, pick it up, run, put yeah. it down, run. So 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 the focus should be on hey, let's implement being able to play the game the correct way. But we're so caught up in the trainer aspect of it, we think we we think we have a James Harden. At 10. Four. You understand what I'm saying? Like you said. But here's the thing, Chill. You just mentioned uh, Greedy. Um, I remember specifically, dog. Greedy was in, he was seven years old. So he was in the second grade. And he was playing Y ball, right? Yeah. And it was before his game. And he was playing. And it was a bunch of that traveling, double dribbling, all that. Greedy did it one time. Me and you were standing on the side in Southeast YMCA, which is now the Midtown YMCA. Right. We're standing on the sideline. A dead ball comes. The referee is standing, and he come to talk to you. And you was like, hey, man, no, no. You called travel and double dribble on him every single time. Every single time. If he does it, you call it every single time. 
If he travels on a layup, if he shuffles his feet, you call it. Blow the whistle. Parrish was in there pissed because we're in there telling them, blow the whistle. But we ain't talking about your kid. Right. Let them go do double dribble travel all they want. Right. But that one right there, my boy. Right. Every time he does it, he got to call it. Right. And from that point on, it taught him how to handle the basketball in small spaces. And play the game the correct way. Play the game the correct way. But I just went advanced. Small space handle starts there. Yeah, yeah. It starts by not allowing kids to double and travel, not teach them a Euro step. But this is this is the thing. As, as we're sitting here talking and you're talking about that, like they they have these kids five, six, seven years old, like you say, they're, they're coming up to cones and they're teaching them, hey, go between the legs and go this way. If you put a basketball in a kid's hand and just tell him to stand straight and take it around his back, he'll probably drop it. Majority of the time. Right. So he can't even control the basketball, and you're trying to give him advanced dribble moves. Right. Like you say, bro, it's a it's a progression. Right. It's a progression. It's not even a progression in the skills. It's a progression in the basketball. But but I but I think I think it's so far gone when it comes to content creation and everything that's oh, going yeah. on in all these small towns. Oh, yeah. There is no fix. It's no fix. But we're going to get right back to that. Because I, let's give them some game, B. Because you just said something, and I don't want it to go over their head. Let's give them some game. It's yeah. free game. Yeah. It should be a progression in the basketballs that you use. Right. I hate to see a kid out there with a basketball that's bigger than him. Yeah. The tw- the, the, the the regulation basketball. 29.5. That's four or five years old. You're using a 29.5, even a 28.5, a female ball. It's too big right It's still now. too big. Yeah. And it drives me crazy to see these little kids out there with these big old basketballs trying to play. Yeah. It just makes no sense at, at five and six years old. Now, if you're playing five on five, I get it. Yeah. But we're talking about you're teaching them how to dribble right. and how to control the basketball, right. and the ball is bigger than them. Right. How are you going to control something bigger than you? Right. Just doesn't happen. But, man, this drove us crazy, y'all. This, this particular clip, this particular clip drove us crazy because we knew what it would lead to simply by reading the comments. Yeah. Simply by reading the comments, we knew what was this was going to lead to. Right. And the sad part about it is it's probably already happening. Yeah. So here's the thing. Back to the original question of the, of the episode. Are we burning our kids out by putting them through too much individual training? Skill-specific training early. Yes. I'm going to ask it and, another and, way. And the, and the burnout is I'm just losing joy for the game. It's just not fun. It's just not fun. Like, the game is not – it's not fun to do this, right? It's not fun to do this. Now, let me ask this. What do we do to get back to that if we at all can? Let kids growing up play multiple sports, and when that sport time is there, shut the other sport down, and a trainer better not call my house or ask me, or you need to think that my kid needs to train because going into the next season. Shut it down. Mm. Because, you, dog, think about it, bro. When we when we were coming up, we played football. We didn't play any baseball. We played basketball. But we played a lot around the house. We went swimming. We rode bikes. Right. We did all of those things. You right. don't even see kids outside anymore just enjoying themselves. Because, listen, riding a bike help your athleticism. Yes, it does. Jumping a fence and climbing a tree <laughs> help your athleticism. Facts. But we want to do plyometrics. <laughs> Yoga. At five. Right. Talking about jumping up on top of boxes and running. Oh. No, that's not what we need to be doing. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You know, you play another sport, it helps your hand-eye coordination. And this is the thing. When you said that about the ball size, it made me think about Pop Warner football. Because football 
is taught correctly immediately. From day one. You can't jump off sides. Right. You can't hike the ball and just go and no, nobody's set. Right. They teach gaps. They teach everything. And what's the biggest thing that they do in Pop Warner? They give you a little ball. Right. And you progress with the ball right. as you go. Right. For some reason, basketball, we just give you the biggest ball and say, go play. Go play. I don't understand. And just like you say, B, I don't you know what else I don't understand is how, how, how that everybody can be a damn basketball trainer. Everybody. You don't see everybody being a football trainer. No. You don't see everybody being a football coach. Right. But anybody can just walk into a gym, grab a ball, get some cones, and say, I'm a trainer. I'm a trainer. And go in there and actually be trying to teach somebody how to play the game of basketball. That's crazy. <sighs> and listen, baseball, when you start it, what do you have? A tee. Tee. They put the ball on the tee where it does not move. Right. And let you swing at it and hit. Right. Basketball. Right. We give you the biggest ball, and we start five-on-five competition. And listen – we lowered the goal for you. Man. We lowered the goal for you. Man. The ball too big for me to get it to the goal. Right, man. Right, 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 right. So, I will say this. Back to the topic at hand. Because <laughs> I just got on a tangent of them thief stealers, money stealers. Right? Uh, if, if, and I know I asked you a question a minute ago, and I might go back to it, I might not, about what do we do to, to, to change it. Right. And I know you said play the multiple sports. Yeah, man. You know, do do other things. Just right? step away from it for a minute. When basketball season is over, you don't go into the off season and start doing basketball things. And some people might be listening like, damn, they contradicting themselves, man. They told us you need to choose a sport. And if you go, I want y'all to rewind and go uh, listen to what Chill Will said. Yeah. He said, play different sports until it's time until it's for you time. to choose. Don't call my house until I'm ready to choose. And I'm still not doing one sport three times a day right? as I'm doing that, and I haven't even chosen my sport yet. Even if I have, say, say you get in the ninth grade, you'd be like, okay, basketball is what I want to do. We're not telling you to go get a trainer. No. We're telling you to go play more basketball. Yes. Go find more basketball to play. Yes. Right? Now, it was a couple of ways I want to go with this, right? It's a couple of ways I want to go. And I want to ask you about this. And I think I think AAU basketball is a hell of a way to offset training. Okay. And I say that because if you need off-season training, go get on the AAU team mm -hmm. and just go play. Mm-hmm. Playing as many tournaments and games as you possibly practices. can. Practices. Practices. I can't stand the young AAU teams that don't practice. Well, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a. I think that's a. You're right. That I, I need my little bill. How, how 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 can you get better? Well, ding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and ding. But I don't got it. Ding. But I, I'm feeling you. Right. Right. That's a conversation for a whole nother day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like like how do you even get better if you ain't practicing? Because practice does not make perfect, but it makes you better. Yeah, you understand how to play. You understand how to play. If I'm a kid that's not playing. Exactly. Exactly. So here's what we're telling you here on the Eyeball Podcast. Pull back from the trainers. Yeah. Like, like pull back from the trainers. And if you want to get more work, find more opportunities to play five on five. Yes. Like, f find a men's league. Find a winter league. Find a fall league. Find a AAU team. Find your, your your school season. If you if you've chosen at six years old 
that I'm playing basketball. I don't want to play football. I don't want to play baseball, air hockey, ice hockey, whatever kind of hockey, field hockey. Okay, fine. You just want to play basketball. You want to dedicate all your time to basketball. Find as many five-on-five opportunities as you possibly can. How can you do that at six years old? Hey, man, listen. B, we got new age parents. We got new age parents that grew up watching JJ Reddit that are going to listen to this clip and they're going to say, okay, I want my son to do that. We're going to do that. Don't do that, parents. They did that. The, the child didn't choose the sport. That means you chose the sport for the child. It happens like that, B. Listen, listen I'm, that's a fight I ain't willing to fight. Yeah, man. But I'm just saying at six years old, man, let, let them play. Let them play. Now, I, I do say this when we say pull back from the training. If you want a trainer, I think trainers do serve some purpose and are good. Let me not just kill them all the way off the map. Thank but you. you shouldn't be going in there more than one time a week. Once. Maybe four times in a month. Four. That way you can kind of manage how much time I'm actually investing in coming in here with the life that I have to live and do other things. But you should be taking what that trainer showed you that week. It's like an assignment. We work out on Sunday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe I will implement, spend a little time to work on this myself. So when I maybe go back to my trainer the next Sunday, there's a progression in what we need to try to learn. But I don't even think trainers approach it from saying, hey, man, we're going to learn the game or skill this way. I just think they wing it from the standpoint of we come in this week, I'm going to do this, come in this week, I'm going to do this. And you haven't even seen if they are able to. There is no progression. You're not watching Do anything. the skill that you showed them prior to. You're just trying to get through your hour and 15 That's minutes. That's what it is. <laughs> when, when, another, when did an hour and 15 minutes become the barometer? Uh, Bro. Have you have you sat down with a child <laughs> and tried to do anything for an hour and fifteen minutes straight, bro? Have you done that? Yes. It's not really realistic. It never works. It They're all never over worked. the place. Ever. But listen, somebody's gonna say, "Well, I can get them to do that." They're not paying you any attention. They're not paying. They're not getting any better. No. They got block schedules in schools where kids go in classes, and teachers may teach. A long-winded teacher may teach thirty minutes. Right. There's another hour and some change of that class left that the kids are just sitting there. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. So I'm telling you, bro, like, stop it. Trainers, stop. Drop your times to 45 to 60 minutes. Right. Quit quit adding the 15 minutes feeling like you tr- your service is worth this because I gave you an extra 15 minutes. You shouldn't be in the gym with an hour. I don't understand what you're doing in the gym for an hour with one person. What are you doing? For now? Another thing. Thank you for saying that. I knew that. For, I knew you, for, for you young people that's training, quit training one on one with kids. Mm-hmm. The game is not tennis. This is not golf. Yep. This is basketball. Yep. And in basketball, you do what? You play with other players and you play with the team. Mm-hmm. So you have, listen, how many people just work on kids at that age just throwing the ball to each other and somebody catching it? Mm. Just simple things like that that I think. Like you said, every trainer in America is like like it's probably ten trainers today that just woke up and said, "I'm a train." Oh yeah, no doubt about it. But here's what I want to tell you: uh, some more game for y'all parents. Uh, like we just said, re- if you're not gonna exit, I would say exit. Yeah. But if you want to reduce, reduce, reduce your heavily, training, heavily, heavily reduce your training, we suggest that. But you're gonna say, "Well, how are they gonna get the work I, they need?" Okay, here's what you do: we gave you one. 
Go play as many five-on-five five games as you can. Go find leagues, fall leagues, spring leagues, AAU, basketball time, whatever you got to do. Play all year if you want to, right? If that's what you want to do, play all year. Go find five-on-five five opportunities. But here is the other thing that I say is key. And I hate that we, you and I, got away from this basketball camp. Yeah. Basketball camp is not what we're doing on March 12th. That's a scouting and evaluation event, right? That is us coming in to evaluate talent to see what it is around the state. How good can you play? We're talking about going somewhere to learn specific skills. That's basketball camp. Up until 15 years old, you should be attending basketball camps. Like, I ain't trying to kill nobody bread. Trainers, I ain't trying to kill your money. I'm sorry, this is just, an, this is just how, we, this how we roll about it, right? Camps. Middle school camps, all those type stuff. We ain't trying to kill your bread. Go get your money. Put on your camps. It's a lot of great ones out there, right? Go do them if that's what you want to do. But my opinion, you shouldn't be going to any of those type camps until you're at least 15 years old, going into your ninth or 10th grade year. And you said um, we kind of went away from it. And I think the reason we went away from it, it was just a natural progression of where we went in the game. Right. We went to go coach high school basketball. Thanks. All right. And then when we weren't coaching high school basketball, we were doing AAU basketball. Right. And then now we've gotten into a space of scouting and evaluating and just, you know, helping players. Right. But, I mean, maybe we need do need to double back and oh, just no. throw basketball oh, no. camps. Oh, no. I, I said this to you the other day. Oh, we coming back with that. But And listen, I'm talking about basketball camps with a, with a point, hey, man, we'll do a little sum in the morning, but – it's camp. Yeah, this is camp. This it's is, like summer camp. Yeah, this is basketball camp. Facts. You understand what I'm hey, saying? Hey, listen, I'm announcing it right now. <laughs> the eyeball basketball camp will be going down this summer. Okay. This summer. I'm going to set it. We're going to go from um, first grade to sixth grade. Yeah. Doug, you remember when we were at the basketball camp and every kid in there had a ball and we were doing – uh, they had us going between the legs, behind the back. Right. Like, we didn't realize then that was helping us become better basketball players. And I'm telling you, I've seen trainers walk in the gym with little kids and instantly start trying to tell them to dribble. Yeah. Put cones on the no. ground. What, what do we love to do when we get a kid? And listen, we're giving y'all free game. We're going to give y'all all the game. I'm going to give it to you so hopefully you can start implementing this. Right. First thing we do is see how our kids, what, runs? Yep. Skips. <laughs> Jump rope, jump rope. Like, Come on, man. how can I teach him basketball and he can't do any of these skills, yeah, bro? He can't even run. How he supposed to catch if he can't run, bro? Like, how you expect him to catch the basketball and he don't even know how to run by himself? But you're gonna teach him how to do a left hand or right hand layup and he can't even skip. He can't even skip. I'll uh, be like literally <laughs> right. <laughs> We'd have been in the gym, yeah. And I mean, we had ninth graders yeah, can't and skip. they couldn't skip. Can't skip. Can't skip. Like, Couldn't jump rope, bro. Couldn't jump rope. Yeah, man. Yeah. But you want me to? But you want me to teach you basketball skill specific things? But we were real with the parents at that moment. Like, look, this is what you need to go do now. Right. Meet me at Shakespeare. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro. Meet me at Shakespeare. We used to have moments at Shakespeare that were epic. Oh my god. But but hey, and videotape him jumping rope for me. He got better. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Man, like I say, if 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 we really had video of everything like the Jesse Austins of the world, mm. the Edward Coxons of the world, and those guys, like no. you guys would really feel where the we Julians are. The right Julians of the world. The Julians of the world. If if y'all if we had this, you would really feel 
why we're so discouraged right now with what we're seeing that's going on in the training world and trying to get parents to just wake up. Right. And just really understand, you know what? There will be some type of investment I need to make into my child getting better, but don't let people pimp you. Don't let them pimp you because we don't want this to happen. We don't want them to burn out. Right. I feel as if we're losing too many young athletes today due to trainers, handlers, and outsiders trying to give them the J.J. Reddick effect. Right. To think that's what they need to do in order to make it. And J.J. Reddick just sat here and told you this regiment is why he quit. This is why I quit basketball. You're trying to do this to tell somebody this is what you need to do to play. And you're taking that from somebody who told you that and saying, this is why I quit. Yes, bro. Yes. Bro. Let that sink in to you, people. Parents, handlers, trainers, let that sink in to you. Let that sink in. You're doing things that you see professionals do because you love to see these, these IG cre content creators come in and, and they love to put up a clip of a Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant doing a move and then they try to explain the move or they explain the move and then show Kyrie doing the move and here's why you should do the move, right? You see that all the time. And why is that? Because you're trying to trick somebody into thinking if they go do this enough, they're going to be Kyrie. They're going to be Kevin Durant. You're going to be J.J. Redick. That's not reality. So stop making it reality. And I'm talking to the trainers and the parents. Stop putting that on these kids because you're going to have them fall out of love with the sport. Right. And they need to love it. You want them to have fun with it and play. It's a game. It's a game, man. Play, play the game. Play the game. You know, enjoy the game. Um, listen, I'm about to say this man last name. You kill me every time I say it. Is it because I hear some people say Castle, then I hear him say Castile. Yeah, Stephon. It's, it's Castile. Castile. Stephon Castile going to UConn, one of the top players in the country out of Newman. He had a tweet up the other day. Okay. And guess what his tweet said? Mm. Basketball is fun. <sighs> when I read that, I was like, you know what? He gets it. He gets it. Because when you look at his highlight clips, you can tell it's fun for him. Mm -hmm. He's out there enjoying it, having fun. And our man Shala spends time in the gym. But this is what I, I – That's Coach Charlemagne Gibbons yes, over at my, 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 my man, Coach Charlemagne Gibbons. This is what I do know he's done over the past couple of years, maybe the last five years. His guys are in the gym. They're working. But they come out of that gym. Come out of that gym, baby. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Because because they know there's going to be a certain amount of grind that I'm going to have to put in the gym. I'm going to be in here AAU. I'm going to go to NBA's player camp. I'm going to be doing all these things. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I got to come out of here. Mm -hmm. So I won't burn out. Exactly. And here, thank you for saying that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still talking to the trainers here. Y'all in the gym so damn much is the reason that the training is so bad. Yeah. Because y'all in the gym so much. You just can't go in there and do the same thing over and over and over. And it's hard for you to go all the way back to the beginning when you got somebody who is not as skilled as you need to be. Some of y'all need to stick to professional training. Some of y'all don't need to be trying to pick up the pennies training younger kids. Because, like you say, you're in the gym so much, you have mental burnout to where you're in there doing stuff where it's sidestepping, you got a long drag, Everybody understand? 
What, what, what's your boy say? That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Hell no, it don't make sense. Yeah. Get out of the gym, bro. Yeah. You in the gym too much. You personally are in the gym too much. No, but you, you can tell when it's going on because all of a sudden it started. But now I got earrings. I got gold chains. I got bracelets. I got glasses. I'm mic'd like, up. I got on uh, Balenciaga sweatpants and like like it's really going on out here. And and listen, when I show when I post my videos of my training sessions, it's 85% me and 15% No, change that. 95% me. Thank you. And 5% of the clients that I'm training. Right. Like you would demonstrate and talk your way through an entire dribble move drill and then show one kid do it one time. Right. So what is this really about? Yeah. It's about you. Right. Because now it's making me understand you don't care about the kids burnout. You're not concerned with their burnout. You're not concerned if they love or are having fun with the game. I guarantee you, if you go to some of these kids that are in some of these videos that are on social media and you ask them the simple question of what you just said, Stefan Castile said, is basketball fun? You're right. Like, like it's coming in here, training, fun. Hey, man, I think for a lot of people it's a numbers game too. But hold on. If they say no at any point. Yeah. Or if they hesitate at any point, yeah. quit. Yeah. <laughs> Stop right there. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. I'm talking to the trainers. Yeah. Ask that question. Yeah. Parents, ask that question. To your kid. To your kid. Tell them, don't just tell them what you think you, you want to hear. No. Do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do this? Not do you want to play basketball? Because some kids love the game of basketball and want to play all day, but they don't give a damn about going to train. Don't care. But you're forcing them to train, so now you're forcing them to lose the love for the game. That's what's happening, man. We, like, I said, like I mentioned way earlier, we see it every single night of the processes that are going through these kids' heads during a game, and they're trying to figure out how they can implement their training into the game. No creativity. No creativity. They're not out there playing and taking what they've learned in training and just using it and using that to their creativity or taking what they've used in the backyard or out playing 505 or in the community center on Saturday morning, wherever it is you're going to hoop, keyword go hoop, using that to implement into the game. Man, you know what, bro? We, we could go on for hours and hours and days and days with this because there's another, there's another side to this. Okay. You walk into these gyms and these kids are playing on their – Respective teams. Mm -hmm. Trainers nowhere in sight. Ooh. And listen, you can always tell when the trainer does go to the game because he's going to immediately post a video of mm -hmm. maybe I shot a shot. Oh, we went through this and we worked this. Man, how, how can you train a kid and you don't even know how he plays? Because mm. you're – okay, I know I might be beating a dead horse, but you're training them to – play like your trash ass man <laughs> hopefully not trash but you you at least want to see the kid play in more than one situation mm -hmm. play 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 just not with their school team you need to see them play on um pickup basketball just play play man that's what we hey listen the gist of it all just go play just go play basketball man go have fun find you some friends and y'all run around and go play and 
find find gyms, find courts, find places to go play. If it ain't ten of y'all, it's only five of y'all. Play twenty one. Yeah. A lot of them might not know what twenty one is. I don't, I think they quit calling it twenty one. Did they? Yeah, it's another name now. Oh Jesus. Oh man. You know they play a lot of two ball. See, see, and that's bad. Like, yeah. like, like, like that's bad <laughs> habit stuff. Because you throw up a bunch of shots. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to throw them up faster than you. Right. So I'm I'm not actually shooting the basketball. <laughs> I'm just throwing it up to the rim. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, play. Like put the ball in your hand. You be on defense. I be on offense, and we play. If it's just two of y'all, play one on one. Right. Hey, you gonna shoot? You gonna shoot from these five spots? I'm a rebound. Next, I'm gonna shoot from the same five spots. You gonna rebound. All right, man, we done. We done shot a hundred shots. All right, man, let's 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 play one on one. That's what I'm saying. Do that with your friend. You do not need to be going to a trainer three to four times a week, and him telling, you, "Hold your follow through. Sit right here. Feet like this. Spread like this." Man, go one time if if you want to go. Go one time per week. Get the information, and then the rest of the time, just go experiment and figure it hey, out. Hey, man, I'm gonna pat you on the back because you are saving these trainers. You are doing a great job of being so politically correct. Because I'm I'm trying to help them because I know the lane is going to be there. Right, it's going to happen. And some people have found out that this is an income for them, so they're not going to listen to what we're saying from the standpoint of, man, how you going to tell me to get a kid in here? One, get him in there. If if you want to do that, right. Don't don't burn him out. Don't bring don't try to bring him in there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And listen, don't burn yourself out with you being in the gym from Sunday to Sunday. And see, that's what's going to happen more than anything. And now you start to burn yourself out in the commitment that you have of trying to be in there. And now all of your training just becomes horrible, horrible, horrible. But you, I don't want to talk about your game. You don't want to call them but, trash. But no you would never, you would never a hooper anyway. You don't want to call them trash. They no were more. trash, cuz. Some were good. Yeah. There's some guys out there that's training yeah. out there making these videos that were really good basketball players. Yeah. yeah. Like they could actually play the game. Yeah. Like I ain't gonna say everybody but, but wasn't listen, trash. It was a lot of trash. It's a lot of trash on the table. But what's what's one of those things that they say about players that were really good? They're the worst coaches. They're the worst coaches. Because they're still, you know what? They're it's even worse for them actually. Be the ones that were really good that are now trainers. It's worse to have one of them as your trainer. You know why? Because they are the do it the way I did it. Yeah. See, I did it. Yeah. So I did it. So if you, I did it, and this is how I did it. So you got to do it just like that, so you can be as good as I was. Let me ask you a question. I don't get that a lot. Yeah, and I was just sitting here. Should a trainer? coach be, be, before he actually gets into saying i'm gonna go off and do set up my training business should like like every other job you got to go to school you got to yeah. get a degree you got i feel you should there be a level of saying hey you got to do so many hours of coaching basketball mm. Mm. prior to you saying i'm going to go do training yes i think it is and that is that is brilliant um. Yes, I think somebody's gonna take this and set up a class. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Brian, and that's more more tra- more trash on yeah, the table. Man. But yes, um, I think I think well, I think I'm gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> I think yes. If you're transitioning from player to trainer to coach, I think it's a level of steps you should take. 
not level of steps. That makes no sense. But steps you should take. <laughs> you feel me? Like I put two things together. Right. I think it's steps you should be able to take because think about it. If you want to get into coaching, you got to go be a GA, then you're an assistant, then you're another assistant, then you're another assistant. Now you're associate head coach. Now you get your opportunity. Right. Like before you go into the gym with a 12 year old, I think you should have have you should have some sort of resume outside of saying I was a hell of a player. Yeah. I did this on the court. Just because you did that means absolutely nothing. Wow. Mm. Bro, it's amazing what you just said with all of the steps that you have to take to be a coach. And like you say, I can wake up tomorrow and just be a trainer. Oh my God. I don't have to do anything. Wow. I just need to grab me some cones, get me a basketball, have me a gym, and some willing participants. And I am instantly, instantly, instantly a professional. Let me, this. Let me do something, Brian. I, I'm finna That's wild. The, you know what I'm finna do? What? <laughs> I think we finna take eyeball to a whole nother level with this. <laughs> we finna go to a whole nother level. Yeah. You know how they have certification companies yeah. for personal training? Yeah. I think I'm finna set one up. And you're gonna have to get certified as a trainer before you can train basketball. Yeah. And anybody seeks to get insurance to do training needs to have so many hours of a course or training in that profession to do so. Yeah. Cause if y'all out here training and you ain't got no damn insurance, you 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 walking the fine line. It's a it's a it's a it's a company. It's some it's some guys that tried to do that. I think they're like BTA or something. Okay. And um what's what's the guy? 94 foot of game. Okay. Um, is that what they're doing with that uh, that Trainers Academy thing? Yeah, the Trainers Academy. I don't know what is it. I think it's BTA. Ah, that is, and, yeah. And, and what they are, <sighs> you come in. Never mind. Just take my it, idea, flush it, it down the toilet. But, but, it, but this is more coaching clinic style. Right. It's that because that, that's poo-poo. You know what I'm that saying? Is the, that, that right there. You know what, Brian? They're still in Hold on. Stop. Hold, hold on. Rewind. <laughs> take with everything the d the coach just said and scratch it. I apologize <laughs> to everybody that listens to the Eyeball Podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I even gave that asinine, stupid-ass <laughs> take. That was dumb. That was absolutely dumb. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. No, we will not be getting no certification companies <laughs> to let y'all trash be trainers. Yeah. No, we will not. Yeah. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to continue to try to save the ones that's savable, and the rest of y'all, I'm sorry, it has to be casualties. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be casualties. It has to be, because even when you look at that situation, they're going around now. They just took the coaching model. So now um, you're going the weekend, and we'll have it in this lavish spot, and and you'll pay three to five hundred dollars a head, and maybe ten, maybe a thousand, you know, this, probably more. Yeah, this trainer come on, and he'll tell you about and his it, drills. And, and no, it's the hey, make sure you want the knee pointed that way, yeah. and you want to invert your chest. Make sure your chest is up, your eyes go to the all that garbage, man. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that, bro. It's a lot of that going on. But all of it comes back to the reason we did this bonus episode burnout. for y'all today. Burnout. Are we encouraging burnout? We are encouraging burnout on a daily basis. And not only burnout from being in the gym, but burnout on social media. Because don't you know how they say social media is causing anxiety for a lot of young people? You know what I'm saying? From body shaming to all the, all the, all the social aspects of social media that are bad. 
It's the same thing when it comes to basketball. When you go on that on, online and you see these loud talking trainers mic'd up telling you to put your chest this way, point your knees this way, make sure your ankles are are are, are flexible, all this type stuff. That causes anxiety for these kids and parents. Because now they're looking at it and they see this kid. He has a mixtape. He's on this training video. He has this many followers. All of this is happening for him. He's getting so popular. He's a really good player. Everybody's talking about it. I need to do that. And they run out and try to do the same thing. Monkey see, monkey do. And you know what ends up happening? Your kid really don't want to do that. And but it causes anxiety. But you remember, did you did you see the, um, the mixtape of the third graders? Yeah, I saw it. And after every bucket, they flex their muscles. Doing it, you too little. They're doing the you too little. And, and little boy, you so you just fat and bigger than everybody else. When everybody catch up to you, you won't be good. I'm just saying, like what? Are, but but like you said, man, it, I think we just learning too much mm-hmm. every day. And listen, I'm a guy who likes knowledge, right? And information and information. But I think it's information overload, it and is. all of it's not good. And man, you said something the other day, man. We're gonna get up out of here. Uh, you yeah. said something. This is day. a bonus episode. Yeah, and we didn't win a whole hour. <laughs> like, um, it's supposed to been thirty minutes, right? Uh, you said something the other day, bro, and it made a lot of sense to what you just said. And it is information overload. We're learning too much. We're learning the James Harden sidestep sweep through low hang floater too early. We shouldn't be learning those type of skills for high school players. Now, it looks good when a high school player comes down and the Euro actually works. And you go, woo. Right? When that actually happens, cool. But the thing is, I think we got information overload where it's where they're trying to process too much information and trying to implement everything they see into their games. Like, you're literally trying to implement everything. Like, that's why you got these trainers in here teaching PNR with somebody who's never going to initiate PNR. Like, ever. And then you're out here doing it knowing you're never going to do that. You're a stretch for doing PNR. Man, it's crazy because uh, you talk about that. You 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 see the cone dribbles in the game when guys are playing high school basketball. Oh yeah, we went to a game last night, very high level basketball game. Yes, we did. We didn't even get to talk. Yeah, about it. Huntsville High School in Pinson Valley. Right. And two five six two zero five challenge. Shout yeah, out to them boys. Yeah. I saw uh, Jamari put a guy on his back and hit him with the mm-hmm. free throw, free throw, look back, look back, and it made sense, but it worked. But I'm just like, <sighs> oh, he did it again and it got tapped. You understand what I'm saying? Like. Jamari, I would just like to see you turn the corner. Oh, I got a big on me. Oh, get down here and finish. Go by. Not, 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 oh, I just did the cone drill. Oh, I got him on my back. Let me dribble, dribble, dribble back up. But like you said, kids are actually processing in the game what they're doing in drill work versus going in the game and just being creative. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you like basketball and you watch Kyrie Irving, none of that is practice. None of that is practice. Now, he might work on his layups and his finishes around. But when he's handling – and right. cutting people up, right? That's not a drill. And he had a play the other day where he did a pound dribble. Right? He was coming out of the corner, yeah, going yeah, to the middle. He pound dribbled, hesitated. It made both defenders step up. Then he pound dribbled and scooped and laid. Bro, that wasn't no doggone drill. Somebody went to the gym yesterday and taught that. Man, that 
was not a drill. Yeah. That was him. Boom. Oh, you reacted. Oh, you stepped up. Boom. I'm going back. Creativity. Creativity. The, the defense is dictating what I'm doing. I'm not going in here premeditated with what I'm going to do. Man, talk to him. B. Yeah, bro. Talk to him, B. Stop premeditating everything, man. But like I say, that game last night was extremely high level. High level. Pinson Valley ended up pulling out the win. I think it was 69. They won eight. 67-59. Yeah. It was 67-59, yeah. man. Uh, very high level game. Yeah. Uh, like I say, uh, Caleb Harrison is load on that block. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something, Brian. That boy Clyde Walters. Yeah. It's the truth. I'm telling you, man. I I, I like Clyde. I remember <laughs> going to the to the um play date over at midfield this summer. Right. And I picked the phone up and I told you two names. Yep. Clyde Wal Walters and Austin Connor. And Austin Connor. And bro, they are seriously yep. gonna have to be dealt with at Pennsylvania Valley High School. I'm gonna tell you what impressed me last night about Clyde. Real talk. The way he battled on that glass. Yeah. Like he fought with Caleb Harrison last night. Caleb Harrison's bigger. Carrie Harrison weighs more. He's more physical. But man, Clyde did not back down one bit and had a better game. But the thing is, he would battle with Caleb Harrison on the block, get beat up, beat up, beat up, get scored on, take the ball out of bounds, push it up, trail the play, kick it back, three ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was coming down. I'm initiating the offense. I'm handling it against the press. I'm rebounding the hell out of the basketball. I'm defending. I'm making good plays. I'm penetrating. That kid did it all. And here's the other thing, B. He looks every bit of the part. Oh, no doubt. He I mean, 6'7 six, six, all day. Whew. But but what I think the biggest thing that happened with Clyde this year is the progression of him actually learning how to play the game of basketball yep. and be a star yep. and not be a high-volume scorer star. Right. Because I got Caleb White, I got uh, Terry Connor Jr., and I got uh, the kid Amari that, that do a bulk of the things that they need to do scoring-wise. Right. But he's just kind of learned how to – you know what? I'm not even going to overhandle it because early in the season he kind of got himself in some positions because he's so so crafty one on one. But the game is kind of fast to him at times, so he's right. kind of learned to. You know what? I'm gonna pick this ball up and rotate it versus trying to get into something one on one and turn over. I'm gonna make positive basketball plays for my team. And he did that last night, yeah. man, and helped them to a win. Yeah. Like he played the entire second half and he played the five. Yeah. Like I say, he guarded uh the Bowen kid who's about six eight, six six yeah. eight also. And he looked good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He missed a couple bunnies around yeah. the glass. But you know, once he gets a little bit stronger, he's yeah. gonna be a, a problem. Next year, him and Caleb Harrison are really gonna be a but problem. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, behind. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what what impressed me. Now, not not only how they play basketball, but Huntsville High School is long, bro. They so big, bro. They are long. So so when you walk in a gym, in a high school gym, and you see 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and you mm -hmm. see that size, and, and you're like 6'5", six, 6'4", six, on the wing. But it also showed us that Pinson can play a different style of basketball even when you get big. And I'm so happy and you said that. And that. that's going to be a problem <sighs> because I don't know if there are going to be many teams in 6'8", or across the state, period, that that um are going to be as big as Huntsville High. Not even close. And Pinson showed you last night that we can play big. Right. They had two bigs on the floor last night at one time. They had the kid Jalen yep. and they had the kid Chauncey on the floor. Mm -hmm. And they had Clyde. Yep. So that means to tell me that uh, – You went 6'7", 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you were for your considered big. Now it wasn't big compared to yeah. Hunts Five, who yeah. who out on the floor six four, six five, six seven, six yeah. eight, six yeah. nine. Like I get that part, right? However, the thing about it is, Pinson showed last night what I've been saying was going to be their Achilles heel all year. 
Huntsville's probably going to be the biggest team they face. And they played toe-to-toe with them on the glass. Oh, they beat they beat that glass. They played physical. If if Penton can play the physical, low-scoring game also, yeah. and you know they can run you out the gym and attract me, oh, you're not beating them, boys. The problem is you can't trap them. You cannot. Listen, last night you on the court, trap them. They, had, they had TC, uh, uh, Caleb, Clyde, Amari, and Ray Ray on the floor at all times. Ray Ray is probably the, the fifth ball handler in that group. And you can give it to him at any time and say, Ray Ray, go get it done. Go, go Listen, get the basketball up court across. So and initiate. Something. Yes. All five guys could do that with them. So I even talked to Coach Swears afterwards. He, he admitted it. He was like, man, it's hard to trap him. Because we know um, Huntsville High pressures you from the time you get off the bus to the time you get back home. He came out of the press last night. He had to come out of it. He had to, to go zone. zone. Had to run zone. Because they were breaking the press so easily because it was five guys on the floor at any time that could handle the basketball. And here's the thing. Austin Connor ain't even to play last Ooh. night. Austin Connor's out for three weeks with a broken hand. Yeah, man. Yeah. He didn't even play last night, and they had five players on the floor that could handle the basketball. And and and, and, and it's four or five players on that well, it's five on the floor at that time that can make threes. All five. All five can make threes. Like, n- not just make threes. Yeah, like you don't want to have them in a wide open kick. It happened last night. It happened last night with Ray Ray. Yeah. Ray Ray's standing out there butt naked last night right. when they just throw it over, throw it over, boom, and he's knocking down Trey Ball. Yeah. Knocking down Trey Ball. You got Ray Ray McCann standing on the wing wide open? You yeah. dead. He's going to light you up. Right. And Amari had a bad game last night. He had night. a bad game. He had a bad game. He couldn't get going last night. Yeah. But the thing is, Clyde's making threes. Caleb White is just a machine. Like, that kid's good. Oh, he doesn't stop, though. He don't stop. And we talked about that. Right. At the next level, right. you got to have a pause button. He don't got one but, right but. now. <laughs> <laughs> he don't got one right now. Right. Hey, you don't, hey, but do you really need a pause button? Not, not on this level. Right. Because you can see he can go and play point guard. Right, right, and 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 set up uh, TC, right. and set up Clyde, right. and set up Ray Ray. He can go do that because he showed it last night. Right. I'm willing to pass the ball, but I'm shooting first. But it, it goes to show you how how much of a threat that Austin makes that squad when you take <sighs> Terry off the ball, when you take TC off the ball, you take Caleb off the ball. You got Ray Ray kind of floating around. You got Clyde out there. Flo- Listen, they're a very good basketball team. Man. That's a tough basketball team, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. Listen. I know Mountain Brook was sitting in the stands last night. I had a conversation with, with nephew Ty Davis. I don't, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all not be no Pinson Valley. I don't listen. Pinson Valley will win the seven A state championship. Ooh, Pinson Valley will win the seven A state championship. Listen, Pinson Valley can win the six A state state championship. Turn around and win the seven A state championship. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I want I want to see him continue to progress, man. It's, it's gonna be nice. Hey, they got a big one coming up, January twenty sixth. January twenty sixth. January 26th, man. Jeff Davis High School, Pinson Valley High School, the first inaugural eyeball with Terry Drake Basketball Classic in Birmingham, Alabama at Pinson Valley High School, 7 p.m. Be there or be nowhere. Be nowhere. Because y'all know, listen, we, we last night we saw them play the low scoring. This night we're going to see them play the track Ooh, meet. It's going to be a track meet. It's going to be a track meet in yeah, there, baby. Yeah. And we bringing, hey, listen, we bringing all the pageantry, man. Make sure y'all pull up and show out, man. Indeed. Pull up and show out, man. We're going to have more information for y'all for, on that game coming up because we are actually exactly seven days away. 
Right. We're seven days away, man. So a lot of information going to be coming up over the weekend leading up to the game through next week, man. So make sure y'all stay up on it. Stay up on eyeballradio.com, man, to get all the information. But B, tell these folks where to find you on social media. Let's hey, get man, up out of here. You can find me on uh, uh, IG on ChillWheel334. You can find me on my business page, Eyeball Properties. You can also find me on my other business page, Brian Williams underscore SR. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CoachB334. You can also find me on Facebook at Brian Williams Sr. And, man, y'all already know, man. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. That's Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. Also, Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk Tees. And on Instagram and Twitter, un- Eyeball underscore TDB. And for all my personal tweets, you can go on Coach at Coach underscore Eyeball on Twitter and on the business page on Instagram at Guard Your Man. And don't forget, EyeballRadio.com, EyeballRadio.com, EyeballRadio.com. Go check out everything we got on there. Player Spotlights drop each and every day, Monday through Friday at 12 noon. And also, today, if you're in the Montgomery listening area, or if you're not, don't matter. Go to ESPN, the ticket, 107.5 here in Montgomery. If you're in the Auburn area, 106.7, 1 o'clock. Listen to the Eyeball Podcast on with Doug Amos on the Max Roundtable on ESPN The Ticket every Thursday at 1 o'clock. So make sure you check it out today and listen to the podcast. Listen to the fellas go on public radio on FM Station on ESPN and talk about this thing called high school basketball. Tap in. Tap in, man. What y'all talking about? Let's get up out of here. Last name, Will. First name, Chill. Move with a purpose. Move with a purpose, man. And y'all already know they call me coach because I teach you how to ball. Until next week. We out. Peace. Peace.